0: Welcome to this week's podcast, which is epic. I mean, epically exciting because we're going to be a bit wild and a bit loose here this week with our guests. And I'm going to introduce you to an angry, sorry, former angry boxing Chippy Carpenter who went from literally having say every police officer in town knowing his name on a night out and being an angry little tradie that loved a bit of boxing for fitness and and venting to being the CEO of Dream Out Loud so I'm really excited to introduce to someone who went from literally I guess broke on their knees and not knowing their purpose in life and and how to get out of that financial position you know maybe 21 years old to literally becoming financially free at just 23. So, Morgan T. Nelson, hello.
1: Great. so good to be back here having a conversation with you. I know you. it
0: is, and we're, we're all cashed out again, which is the only way <laughs> we both roll, which is great.
1: Yeah, this is my professional outfit.
0: Same, when I can get away with it. Sometimes <laughs> I have to put a jacket on, which is really annoying. So, well, Morgan, I, 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 I want to do a bit of a quirky introduction there, but you are the CEO founder of Dream Out Loud. Talk to us. I mean, I understand that Dream Out Loud really stems from a purpose of the four pillars, right, of creating the dream life. But before we get into that and who you are, let's go back. I introduced you as an angry, boxing chippy. The police knew your name. Let's go back. How did you grow up? Where did you grow up? How did you get to being, shit, what am I doing with my life at 21?
1: Yeah, so, look, pretty much – I'll keep a long story short. Going through school, the only reason I stayed to year 12 was for the parties and the girls. <laughs> I, I recognized at an early age that this, this is an amazing time of life. And, and I saw people out there saying, I don't like school. And I'm like, bro, I have no responsibility. There's a party every weekend. There's girls every week. And I, I play footy with the boys every day. I'm going I'm to soak this life up as long as I can what i know no now responsibility. is responsibility yeah just like party. i i, I recognize that at a young age i'm like these are the coolest years of my life i'm not gonna stress myself out trying to impress teachers or my parents on who i should be after school and all these sorts of things and but what i, what I know now is i was actually just uh ignoring the fact that i was struggling at school like i, right. I was i was barely passing every single level they sat me down in grade 10 as they do and they gave me the big book and they said, Morgan. What do you want to do when you grow up? You need to pick your career now. Because mm. you're 15, so you should do that, right? Oh, yeah, because you know at 15, right? Like, right. yeah,
0: I'm going to be a fireman.
1: Yeah, so yeah. I, I flick right to the back of the book where the highest income earner is, and I go, this is what I want to do, mechanical engineer. And they said to me, Morgan, you're not smart enough to study that because in order for you to become a mechanical engineer, you need to study this, 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 and that in year 11 and 12 so you can even get accepted into university. So pick something else. So I'm like, okay, okay, okay. next one, electrical engineer. It's gonna work our way down
0: by <laughs> yeah. income, right? I'm like, you,
1: you tell me which 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 one can I do? You tell me how smart I am to be how successful I can be. That's that's how I was yeah. thinking about it. I was like, okay, I'm not smart enough to be to make that much money. Okay, how smart am I to make much money? They so said, I'll tell you this. I tell you what you can do, and I'll tell you what you shouldn't do. What we recommend you do is go do something where you can work with your hands, be a tradie, mechanic, something like that. We recommend you don't do anything in reading, writing, journalism, or speaking.
0: Right. Because it's not your strong suit. Oh, sorry, speaking is not your strong suit. 100 percent how many people have you had in a room overseas or in Australia? 6,000? Definitely most. not your strong suit. <coughs> yeah. lucky Four. you didn't listen to the fucking teachers. Yeah, bro. right.
1: And and our podcast now is streamed over seventy countries around the world. You know, but for for years though, I, I adopted that because I looked up to them as like, well, they're the ones that get to tell me how how to do mm. my life. So I did all this stuff, right? I finished grade twelve. They they almost told me I couldn't go to the biggest party of the decade, the formal. They're like, you've got to increase your your grades and all this stuff by then if you want to go. And I'm like, don't you?
0: Don't you fucking do this to me. Yeah, you're not taking that off me. That's like all I'm here for.
1: <laughs> yeah, right? So we, we did that. But then when, when I finished school, everyone else is out there going to university or they're applying for uni. They're getting mm. their overall position scores after school and everyone's getting all these great scores. And mine comes back in and they, you, they rank you from one to 25. One's the best, 25's the worst. Right. I get a 21. And they pretty much say that anything over 15, like you're not going to study anything at university and you're not really going to be successful in life. So I kind of believed that for a while and angry at the world, I guess, angry at that was happening, the school system, uh, blaming. I was in this victim mindset massively. Mm. And, you know, that and monks of everything else going on, like I was learning Muay Thai from, I think, 15 years old. Okay. So you get someone who's very good at fighting and an angry little shithead. Yeah. And then what you get is a weekend in the lockup almost every single and weekend. did you
0: feel the system let you down? was it uh, school that let you down, or you just like? Well, I just I just didn't fit where I needed to be. I
1: think, like, I'm not sure what I really believe let me down back then. I think I was just trying to do my life and do it happily. And what I really thought, I thought everyone has screwed it up because I still felt like a kid. Like I feel like a kid now.
0: <laughs> Tell like, me about
1: wanna, it, <laughs> right? But I feel like an absolute kid still, seventeen or eighteen. Yeah. And everyone's out there trying to be all grown ups and figure out what they need to do, in their, and and I just thought all I want to do. Is be happy. I want to be happy. I want to live a a freedom life. You know, I didn't have any goals to be a millionaire or nothing by then, but all I wanted to do, I knew that, you know, I didn't want
0: to struggle. I want to
1: live a good life,
0: hang out with mates, surf, travel. But you've just been told you can't do that. Yeah. Well, essentially, right? You didn't get the grades to do that. Yeah. You didn't memorize the textbooks well (laughs) enough to do, because that's school, right? Yeah. Like that level of education is like the memorization of textbooks and formulas and I guess, trying to pretend to apply it practically, but really it's just theory.
1: Yeah, they've got no idea. And I actually saw saw somewhere, I don't know how credible it was, I think it was even on Instagram, but it's like the school system actually got invented for only one reason. And the reason was to actually get people ready for the workforce. Mm. So however many years ago, thousand years ago, there was no such thing as school. And eventually they put it in. like, we need to put school in so we can get these kids ready. Oh, to I be thought on it was time, just so parents punctual.
0: could go to work and they need a daycare.
1: And I think that was the third reason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? But getting people ready for the workforce, right? So, so if you look at that, they're not really setting you up to be successful in life. Mm. They're setting you up so you can be a good worker, so you can be punctual, so you can be, have, be on time, know how to follow orders, and you know how to forget about your dreams. You know how to forget about all the things. And here's another reason why the school system's completely screwed everybody up, because here's the thing. You and I would definitely know that in order to create any successful thing in your life, it's only a matter of how many times you've failed before that. Correct. We we need to fall in love with failure. Yep. We need to embrace it. And and often I at, at my events, I ask people, I'm like, so who who here is struggling with fear? And everyone's like, no. Yeah, I got fear. Who cool. yeah, like what, what are you afraid of? People are like fear of judgment, fear of success, mm. and then fear of failure. Mm. Paradoxically, people are stuck because they're afraid to become successful, then they're also afraid to fail. I'm like, well, where but does you that...
0: can't become successful if you're not prepared to fail. 100 percent And you can't learn unless you fail. But then I thought, where does that come from? Mm.
1: In school, you get a bad grade, what happens? Mm. You're punished. Mm. You're punished. You gotta stay back. You gotta resit the exam again. We gotta to talk to your teachers. We're gonna to talk to your your parents.
0: Yeah. They got
1: to, right. So we associate you got
0: to extra homework now. You're gonna yep. be punished more. Yeah. We are gonna associate or even the worst thing, we're gonna put you in the super class and everyone's gonna know, it, right? Yeah.
1: But they associate. So what happens at a young age? We associate failing with punishment. Mm. So we'll do anything we possibly can to, to avoid, avoid punishment. Failure right? Because we wanna, we want don't want that in life. But we know, like, I since reframing that, I'm like, I try to fail as fast and as hard and as often as I possibly can. Because I know that every single time I fail, I fail. if I'm intelligent about it, I'm going to collect more data and more feedback as to what worked and what didn't work. And Love I can it. do it better next time. Love it. But th- these are just different ways of how the school system screws people yeah. up. And nothing in school, like, it's pro- it's probably useful. But this is how, how it screwed. Well, if you think about
0: it for a second here, you're right. We, we talked about the daycare thing. We talked about get ready for the workforce. But at school they teach you not to collaborate. Yep. Not to look at somebody else's work. Don't speak out. Don't speak out. Follow the system and if you collaborate or work with someone else you're cheating. Yeah. Now, we leave the work, we leave school, we go into the workforce, we're taught to collaborate, share and work together. It's the yep. fucking complete <laughs> opposite of what we've been told to do at school. So yeah. then even then they're not preparing us for the workforce. They're no. fucking
1: us up. And then and then what happens is so people People tend to get labeled, okay, and, and they get labeled across these things. Uh, thankfully, my parents never took me to get labeled with ADD or dyslexia mm. or anything else. Now what I know I am it. I
0: been labeled dumb. <laughs> I was a terrible student.
1: <laughs> I, I was labeled with, uh, he always interrupts the class. You know, he's, he's got good eff- He puts in good effort. Yeah. He's always interrupted in class and he, and he can't be trusted and, and he's always getting distracted. So that I got associate with Morgan's a bad kid. It was never really, I was never really a bad kid. It was usually misunderstood. Mm. Now what I know about human behavior, I've, I've literally for the last 10 years invested over $200,000, traveled all around the world, learned and studied with some of the best people on the earth on human psychology, neuroscience, human biology, what makes people do the things that they do. What I've mm-hmm. realized now is I know enough information to be like, oh, I probably do have a little dyslexia. Dicks- dicks- <laughs> there we go. The dyslexia, dyslexia yeah. right? And, and my, my attention is fucking everywhere all the time. But I'm like, cool, how can I use that to my advantage? I have mm. so much energy. I can mm. do 47 things at once. And I, I get to see just, I'm very don't creative part Don't partner that,
0: but because I tell my wife I can only do one <laughs> thing at once. So you're just going to be well,
1: selective. No, I tell her I can do lots of things at once, but only about to 70%. Yeah, so, when you, yeah, so when you come yeah. home and <laughs> like, half the dishwasher is empty, don't yeah, get angry at yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Be proud that, I, I, was that. Else, yeah. <laughs> I was able to do that. I was able to do that. Wow, build two companies at once and do all the other fucking <laughs> shit too. Right? Come on, help me out here.
0: Yeah, right?
1: yeah 100%. <laughs> but the like all of that, that, Now that I know what happens in school, the reason why I struggle in school is because when I go up against something that I don't understand, Mm. I try to, my human behavior trait now is I'll crack a joke. I'll be funny. Yep. That's how I deal with stress. If I'm stressed out, if I'm uncomfortable, I'll naturally go to humor. Hide it with humor. Yep. And then I always use, oh, Morgan's the class clown. Mm. Morgan's always interrupting. Now that I understood, I was like, fucking hell, I was never the class clown. Well, I was a pretty funny dude, but- I just never understood why we had to read To Kill a Mockingbird again. I never understood mm. this why we had to do Georgia algebra and animal shit. Animal
0: Farm, or
1: I just didn't get it. But I tell you what, if they probably had to start teaching about ancient history, mm. I what, I love that shit. But if they had to start talking about psychology, money, if they had to tell hey, here's how you can build wealth. Here's mm. how you can have all the freedom, all the travel, all the luxury in your lifestyle. I would have, I would have been so focused on those classes. Mm. Like I was good in sport and I was good in music because I love music, love sport, but I sucked at everything else. Right, so. That that's sort of what got me to where I was, but I I I stayed in that mindset for a long time. I left, I got into the trade as as I had to do, and then I looked around and I quickly noticed that here's these people who are 50 years old still working the tools, mm. but there's also the dude who rocks up in a brand new Beamer. He's the developer, and he's also about 50. Wow. So I'm like, and I noticed at a young age, I'm like, I've got a choice here. I can either be that at 50
0: or that at 50. So broken back, on the tools, busted knee. Right, complaining about
1: life. Got Or the guy. No that, license because I've lost it. No air conditioning.
0: Oh, no license. I was going to say no air conditioning. It's like <laughs> the <laughs> window down in the busted ute. Right. Or the guy in the suit and the air conditioned leather seats. Yeah.
1: So I, I, I looked at that and I realized he's a developer. So I sat in my mind at a young age. I'm like, I, I need to become qualified. Then I'm going to become get my builder's license and I want to be a
0: developer. Because right. that's,
1: that's the rich people. Sure. And so I went down the whole path of doing all this, um, you know, going to the whole tradie lifestyle, holding on to all this anger from the past of uh, what I've now understood as so much other shit. Yep. And that went down an al- a, a, a road of drugs every single day, alcohol every single day, leading to attempt to take my own life at 19 years old because yeah. I thought everything, I thought it'd be more painful to stay here than it would be to leave. That's dope. And, 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 and it is wild it's because my whole life was was surrounded by toxic, negative people that all they did every single day was drink every day, take drugs to wake up, drugs to keep going, drugs come down at night.
0: So let's so let's jump in there for a second. This is really important for everyone at home. Now my community is financially orientated, but success oriented, mm-hmm. and so is your community. But when you look at that circle around you, people they're taking a drug to wake. Now it could be as little as caffeine, but it's a drug to wake up, the drug to get through the day. Now I get home and I've had a terrible th- 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 day. Th- th- I need alcohol bags. to get through. Oh, okay. These, these were these other.
1: Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> or other sorts of drugs as well. But it, was, it was the other sea plant that comes
0: from Colombia. There you go. And, the and, and in saying that, it's very common in the construction, trade, 100%. mining. I thought it was normal. They earn a phenomenal amount of money, right? But they do terrible things with the money. They're, they're, there's some holes there. Yeah. H- how does that affect you really growing up? Like, I mean, obviously to the point of knowing you want to take your own life, but- what do you think that does to the average person who, who doesn't see the light or doesn't realize there's something beyond that circle? If, so, if someone's listening right now and they're struggling and they're going through that, what would you say?
1: So they've, they've, scientists put six monkeys in a cage. with six monkeys in a cage. And at the top of the, in the cage, I had a ladder. At the top of the ladder, they put a bunch of bananas. And they said to the monkeys, well, they didn't say, the monkeys, so i climb up the ladder. Go to take the bananas. When when one monkey would go up the top of the ladder, they would scold the other monkeys with hot water. So eventually, these other monkeys would beat the shit out of the monkey that would climb up the ladder because they recognized every single time you took action, we got punished. So eventually, all the monkeys are sitting there doing nothing. So they replace one monkey. They put a brand new monkey in. What do you think he does? Goes to the ladder. What do you think happened to him? Got bashed. (laughs) He got bashed. He comes down and scratches his head thinking, what happened here? They replaced another one. What do you think he does?
0: Climbs the ladder. What
1: do you think happened to him? He got a crappy name him.
0: But eventually the monkey just but, conformed.
1: But he got bashed by even the guy that got it put in there before that had no idea what he was doing. He was just conforming. Mm. And then eventually they replaced every single monkey with a brand new monkey and not one monkey had been scottled with water and not one monkey got the ladder. Now, if you have a conversation with the monkey, say, hey, bro, why don't you want to go after your bananas? Mm. He would either say, oh, I didn't even notice there was bananas there because we eventually just block out what we believe is not for us. Sure. Or he'll say, well, that's just the way things have always been done around here. Even if they're looking through their monkey cage to the other fucking cage and over there, there's a whole cage full of monkeys and they're having an abundance of bananas. Every single time they eat them, they get even more. They would even start to conspire in their own heads and with their own group, and be like, those guys are idiots because yeah. they think they can do that. It's not- oh, all. It's like, unhealthy to eat all those bananas. You shouldn't do that because, you know, like, and, <laughs> and they started because what we will conform, like what scientists have shown, right? One, the longest ever- this is the f- very, very, very first psychological test they ever did on humans, okay? And they've just redone it so many times and they've proved it to be the exact same every single time. They got four people. One of them was an actor. The three were, oh, sorry, three were actors. One was a real person. And they said to them, they want you to come into the room and we're going to put four lines on a screen. Three are going to be the exact same. One's going to be significantly bigger. All you've got to do is choose which one is different. Mm. So the actors all come in and they purposely have been told to choose A, which is the same. Mm. Old mate comes in and he's like, what the hell? These this video footage of this. These
0: guys are crazy. This line. At is. first, he's like, what?
1: And he marks C. It's C. It's the big one. Yeah. And they do it one more time. And all the actors, they come and they choose the same one again. And he's like, this time he's like, the hell? Choose the right one still. This goes on for about four to six times. Every single time I've done this, between four and six times, usually the last person will eventually start picking the same as the rest of the group. That's even though. Up. He knows it's not the right one. So what psychology have told us all along that it's more important for us to fit in than it is to be right, than it is for us to speak our truth, and it is for us to go out and chase our dreams because we know they exist inside of us. We can see them, we can feel them, but it's more important for us to fit into the people around us than it is for us to actually go after the things that we believe is right.
0: Okay, guys, this is fire. So you really need to listen to this if you're struggling with something right now. Yeah. Because it may be more important for people at home right now to be going, I just need to fit in, like yeah. Oh, that's just like th- that statement. That's just the way it's always so been first
1: done. Th- they've got to recognize that it's normal. If they're like, oh, you know, this is how it's you know it's always been done. Firstly, rec- there's nothing wrong with you. you this is how the mind's made up. It's mm. we're, it's it's survival. It's like if, if we stand out, that it's dangerous for us. We're gonna fit into the pack. It's we're safe here. Yeah. That's how it's how it's conditioned. But how about this? I I've because I'm a quite lazy person. I look for what's the fastest and best way for me to become successful. Yep. The first pillar, right, so I've created, we talked about the four pillars of designing your dream life. The first one is your environment. And it gets talked about so much, and, and we all know, right? But here's the thing. When I, when I spoke on stage with Darren Hardy in Maui, he, he delivered this massive value, right? He, we had dinner later that night, and he comes up and he says, did you have a good day? Did you learn a lot? And I said, you know, like, I kind of already knew that stuff. Yeah. Because I was 24. Yeah. I thought I was the shit. Yeah. That's the ego, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, I know right. boats. <laughs> <laughs> because he's teaching like, you know, some of the five people you're around with, environment, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I already know this. So and he goes, well, let me ask you a question. Do you do it as you bank bank account and show it? Mm. I was like, fuck. That's true. Maybe I can learn something from this guy, right? Yeah. Because here's the thing. If we we don't live in an information uh, lack environment. Right? No. Yeah. We we're not we're not lacking information. What we lack is implementation. Too mm. many people these days think they know a lot of shit, but they don't do the shit that they actually know. Yep. So if they focus more on going, oh, I, I have heard this, but am I doing it? No. Well, what stopped me from doing it? and start actually doing it. Because mm. a lot of people can be like, well, I, I understand that you're the sixth person of the five you're trying stuff with. Yeah, but do you understand how that works? Like psychologically, I just explained it, right? But if you're still going to leave here today and go hang around with five broke, unhappy losers, then you're choosing to have that life. You're still choosing that. So what I did when I was trying to find the hack I'm like, well, what if this? What if my group of people go, you know what? Fuck the lines. You can, you can choose line A, line B, line C. Like, we don't even care if you're right because we think this is right. You can be right and we're gonna support whatever you want. Yeah. So what if what if the environment is like, hey, whatever you believe is right, you go for that and we're gonna support you on that. Yeah. Or what if all the people around you, their normal is, no, screw it, man. We can have all the bananas we want. You know yeah. what? We can even call in some fucking mangoes if we want. Let's get whoa, some mangoes whoa, and bananas over
0: here. Now it's a party. <laughs> yeah, right? Except I don't like mangoes. I'm a freak. <laughs> My wife <laughs> like- thinks that I'm a weirdo because I don't <laughs> like mangoes. So, but you know. Right? But
1: th- that's, that, that's why, right? Because you, you, you ask the questions like for the people out there that are sort of mm. in that spot and they're like, like, what the first thing is literally surrounding yourself with different people because your external environment is going to determine how we internally represent
0: things. Yeah, that's hard, right? It's not easy to... Cut your friend's circle. They don't have to cut them off. Okay, good. Yeah. They're,
1: they're, but here's the thing they don't have to choose. They don't choose. They don't have to choose to spend a lot of time with them as well. So, like, I've got a lot of friends, and and I even every single day, I'm sure you're probably same, DMs from people, hey, let's catch up. Let's catch up. Let's, yeah. catch up. bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just, I just, I love you, but I just don't have time yeah. to catch up because right now my time this week is spent doing these things.
0: And, and that energy exchange, people don't realize, right? I had friends and family over recently and the negativity. And I found myself bitching. And I'm like, yeah. whoa, who is this version of you? This where this covered yeah. up all of a sudden. Like It's normal. Right. Well, the people around me were bitching. Yeah. So all of a sudden no, I'm bitching. And then, then if you don't bitch, they'd be like, oh. Then they, oh, my God, you hear him? He's not even fucking bitching about everybody. Else. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> got time for that. I just want to see everyone win. Yeah. And if you win in a different way to me, go for it. I'm cheering from the sidelines. Yeah. So talk about – so you don't have to cut them, right? I do the same. People reach out to me constantly, whether yeah. it's, hey, you want to invest in this, or, hey, can you help me? Constantly, like literally gazons of people a day. And, it's like, and they, it always starts with, I know you're super busy, so, but. And it's like, well, then, obviously <laughs> – why, why, me? <laughs> why are you messaging me? Why are you messaging me then? Approach it in a different way. So how do you, how do you go from not – and I've been through this myself. How do you go from not – offending these people cutting them out of your circle yeah. to reassociating yourself with a new circle with new values because that's not easy
1: yeah well firstly if you choosing your own happiness and success is going to make someone else unhappy then that's probably a right direction that you've chosen to go already because go if, if if the reason that you've been hanging around with them is to try and please them what they're lacking within themselves then it's not up to your job to try and rescue these people. It's up to you to rescue yourself and create the best. Why don't you say you that chance. again?
0: It's not up to you to rescue these people?
1: It's not up to you to rescue them. It's up to you for to rescue yourself. So what I, what I realized was for a long time, it, it's kind of like this. When I, I'm living this world of black and white, right? When I was young, I'm living this world of black and white. Everyone's telling me this is, this is the only black and it's only white. So we've only got two in here. And then one day I get to this fence. I'm like, what's this freaking fence? It's kind of like the Truman Show climb up over and I peek over and I'm like and I see this world of color I'm like holy shit and while I'm clinging onto the fence I look on over to my right and I'm trying to yell out to people guys there's this thing of, I kind of I don't even know the word for it. I can't even explain it but they're doing this thing that we're not it's it's incredible this is available to us I, I we've got to go we've got to go and from their perspective they're like they can see me losing my freaking mind yeah, you're crazy because from all they can see is black and white yep and they're like, oh, my God. Oh, that's just like, oh, great-uncle Jerry. Oh, remember great-uncle Jerry? Yeah. We, we lost him to that fence. Yeah. Never came back. Yeah. Can't be too good then, is it? Right, a bit, like,
0: a bit like the tall poppy syndrome. Yeah,
1: it's exactly right, right? So then what happened was I, I was clinging onto the fence for so long, looking at the life I wanted to create, and I knew it with absolute certainty that I could have it, but I was too afraid to let go of these people. I was like, come with me, come with me, come with me. And eventually – this is what I call being 99% committed. Like I say to and any, any men listening to this podcast, if you go home and actually, sorry, women, your man comes home to you and they say to you, hey, baby, I'm 99% sure that you're the woman of my dreams. Let's get married. What are they going to say? <laughs>
0: you're only 99%. What do you mean? You're not 499% sure? The women
1: are going to be like, what about the 1%? And yeah. then us men
0: were like, but what do you mean I've given you 99%? Yeah. I need you save some. You will not have a
1: completely amazing committed relationship if you're not 100% committed. And you will never achieve the life you want as well if you're not 100% committed as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm clinging onto the fence. I'm still 99% because I'm like, I see it. I'm, I want to do it, but I'm still hanging on. not over the fence. So it wasn't until the day I leaped myself over regardless if they came with me or not. Mm-hmm. So I realized this. I'm like, look, this is my life. Time's not, we're not going backwards. I'm not getting time back. I'm going to create, I'm going to do it. But what I realized was this. When I jumped over the fence, some people would be like, oh, he's going for it. What an idiot. Da, 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 da. Some people would be like, oh yeah, you can do it. Very small people. But then once I was gone and never came back, some people had the courage to also climb the fence and be like, wow, I'm mm. going to follow in these footsteps. And I know I've been, able to ha- been, I've been able to inspire some people that I wanted to change ages ago, mm. but never did it. But because I was, had the courage to go do my life my way, I know that they've been able to go and do some incredible things too. But not all of them, the rest of them, when I come back to the black and white land once every five years for a dinner or something, yeah. they're like, oh, it's either one or two people. They either don't want to know anything
0: about the colored side or
1: they're like, oh, my God, I always knew you could do it.
0: Like, Fuck <laughs> off, mate. I was going to say the old saying, first they hate, then they imitate. There's that third type as well. Hate's a strong word, but there's the ones too that are like, <laughs> Yeah. and then all of a sudden there's Oh, tell me more. Like they're so yeah. engrossed in. Yeah. I always knew you could do it. And, or, and tell me more. And and oh, okay. Like they're so artificially interested all of a sudden. Yeah.
1: Or they tell people like, Oh, I went I I knew that guy. Yeah. Like I've had people comment on my ads now. I've seen people comment on my ads I went to school with. And like, yeah. oh my God, you're doing so well. I always knew you Oh my God. I remember I went to school with this guy. Like, well, now you come out. What about five fucking years ago? You know, when I'm What I'm like, uh, it's just interesting. And I had world. this
0: recently, we did the tour with David Goggins, right? And I had it's so weird in Sydney. I grew up in Wollongong, south of Sydney. Yeah. I had about four people come up that were from the gong. So credit to the gong if you're listening. And three of them were like, oh, I don't know if you remember me. I was a year above you or below, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, I kind of know the face, you know, but because I've blocked yeah. that part of my life. Like, oh, yeah. Um, you're a terrible student. <laughs> and I'm like, thanks, bro. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I'm just surprised. And I'm like, cool. There's this one gentleman who came up to me, and said, I don't know. I just wanted to shake your hand and say a thing. I don't know if you remember me, but I was like a year or two below you at school. I'm looking, I'm going, do you know this face? So he goes, and you're always really sporty and this, and you probably weren't a great student. But man, I'm so fucking proud of you. And I get emotional with He's like, yeah. I just want to say a thing because you gave me hope. Yeah. And just now you gave me more hope to go, fuck the system. Like, I oh, actually get a bit over it. I'm thinking thing. And it's good that you go, like, okay, so out of four people, one, I think there's four people come that said, "Oh, I went to school with you, or I knew you, or played sport." One person actually knows went, fuck, I could go that far. Yeah. So, so when you say they come from that side of the fence, and you do that, and you meet back those two types of people, how do you deal with that? You just acknowledge them, you move on, you go back to the coloured side. I do. I do.
1: Look, I I'm so it comes along like I I think everybody should become a millionaire, not for the money, for the person you need to become to become a millionaire because I'm so just content, comfortable and and certain and secure with who I am, what I've done. I have no need to please anyone. I have no need to have people want to like me or or anything. So I always just come from a place of like kind hearted and I'm always just genuinely interested in what other people are doing in their life. Mm. Um, but I can be an absolute asshole as well. If you want to be an asshole to me, Mm. um, but like, uh, honestly, because I think the way I'm trying to think of a scenario right now, but I, it's on the edge of my brain. It might come back, but I can't think of it. Mm. But it's, I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm just a human. Like it's, yep. you know, like, I, and I don't even think I'm great or nothing like that. But it's like, I just realized that everyone's doing the best they can with all the information that they, they, they have, have at that time. Um,
0: you, can't, you, can only, you can't help somebody who doesn't want to help themselves. Yeah. Right? So you can be respectful. You can move on. If they're ready one day, they reach out again.
1: Yeah. But like it, 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 it helps me be okay with knowing. I, I, I guess it's times when I know like there's hard days or whatever. And I'm like, you know what? Because I think people along this journey, any journey, they, they think that hard things are going to stop them. Well, there's going to be, well, if I do that, it's going to be hard. Mm. Damn right, it's going to be hard. Mm. But they also oblivious to the fact that it's going to be hard either way. Mm. So when I, I look back how I used to live and I look at that. I'm like, okay, I can either be broke, unhappy, be so average, just get by, have one holiday a year, mm. or I can have the most extraordinary freaking life. Like I took four months off, traveled Europe last year. We're going to do the same this year. Do the most incredible things. Have, have strangers come up and tell me how much I've been able to impact their life, and do these sorts of things. And then make gangster money and all the rest of it. Um, and there's definitely hard days, but every single day when that comes, I'm like, well, choose your hard. I, Life's I,
0: the choose-your-own-adventure book.
1: Yeah, like I, 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 I choose it. So I, I think in every single moment when we're faced with adversity, it's either I'm going to choose to push through this, or I'm gonna, I'm gonna, which is hard, mm. or I'm going to choose what's easy now, therefore life will be hard. So if we do what's hard now momentarily, we'll have a life that's pretty damn easy. Mm. But if we do what's easy now, we'll have a life that's pretty damn hard.
0: Well, let's talk about that as well. So you, you make choices, right? You've made those choices. You've seen the light. You say, oh, black and white, colored side, et cetera. You jumped the fence. What did, what did life look like when you had to take those risks? When you go, well, I'm broke, I'm this, I'm that. Yeah. I'm changing my circle. I've seen a light and it's not a train coming through the tunnel. <laughs> you know, like talk through that process for people that are listening. They're like, okay, yeah, it was fucking hard, but I'm here now. Because a lot of people see. This, and for me, the top of my industry, top of the tree, for you, you go from angry boxing, police, you know, drugs, alcohol, miserable, broke, to fist-pumping five, 6,000 people in a room, jumping up and down with the whole fucking room. And I know it's like, it's like you actually, some of them are like, don't look at me, I'm sweating. Oh, my, I'm chubby. Like, you know, like, It's not easy. People think, oh, I'd, I could do a good job up on stage. It ain't fucking easy, right? Yeah. But easy, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Talk about those steps and changes for people that want to break a pattern now, whether it's my audience financially, whether it's your audience that are struggling to live their best life.
1: Yeah. And so I'm I'm going to say something that a lot of people are like, oh, I know it. But let me explain in a way, Mm. in very real time, that makes sense. It all starts with leaving the comfort zone. Oh, don't don't know, Morgan. Hear me out. I'm getting my skydive license. Actually, I just got my skydive license yesterday.
0: Oh, well done.
1: Done. Boom. So I thought, you know, what better way to start the new year? I actually yeah. thought at the end of mind, I'm like, I'm going to create this, this post and it's going to say, jumping into the new year. And Ooh. I'm fucking
0: jumping out of an airplane. I like it. <clears throat> so on January 2, I think I go, there's a weight restriction on skydiving. So I'll have I will have think to, there's a um, bit. You're easily better to do I'm, it. I'm, 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 I'm nearly Come 10 on. kilos down. So we'll soon. Well, I got soon. my license
1: down. You're contending with me. Oh, shit. You trust me? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I think uh, you need to jump like a thousand times. But I've, I've tested my friendship though, right? Since getting, I said, I've got my license now. Do you want to go jumping together?
0: Yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> I mean, I'd still be worried a shoot would open with or without anybody. But So
1: let's talk about this, right? So yeah. here we are. So January 2nd, I'm up day one, getting my license. They see you in a, in, a, in a hot room for nine hours, death by PowerPoint. Here's all the things that can go wrong skydiving. Here's what will happen if your shoot doesn't open. Here's what happens if it opens and it gets tangled. Here's what happens if it opens and it doesn't fully open. Here's what happens if two shoots open. Here's what happens if.
0: Da, 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 most or, people are out at this point.
1: I, I'm I'm literally like, and I love adrenaline. I love I love this shit. And I'm sitting there. And I'm like, holy crap! I didn't I really I didn't think that was real danger. Sounds stupid. I I thought skydiving was actually quite. Same. I thought it was one of those things that feel dangerous, but it's it's safe it unless opens. you're an idiot. Like yeah yeah. <clears throat> but. No, a lot can go wrong. Mm. So at the end of day one, we do a tandem jump so they can, we can practice parachuting. Okay. So they jump out with us. So they go, like, okay, now we'll get to teach you how to parachute. Cool. Then day two, you do your first three jumps completely solo. So I call my girlfriend that night and I'm up at the camp and I call her and I say, yo, look, I don't know how I feel about this. Like my, like I'm sick. Like, I don't know if this is my intuition doing a hard stop saying, Morgan, don't, don't. Do or if it's my fear in levels I've can't ever imagine before. And I said to her, I was like, I don't know. I can't read my body right now. And she's like, look, if it's intuition, just come home. Why don't you to come home. But if it's your fear, you got to do it. And I said, let me just sleep on tonight and I'm wake up tomorrow and I'm, I'm going to think I, about can it. Can
0: I throw a third thing in there? Yeah. Maybe that fear was just excitement.
1: Possibly. Because right? usually that's what fear is. Well, anxiety is usually excitement. Most people are like, I'm anxious.
0: Pay attention, everyone. Yeah. Fear, sorry to say that. Fear is usually? Excitement,
1: okay. right? But fear is... Fear, well, fear slash is, anxiety is anticipation of something in the future, mm. of anticipation of the unknown or the anticipation of, of pain. So, the only reason we experience it is if we're living in the future, and we can never live in the future, but if we live in the present, we can only feel love and gratitude. So, why not feel that instead, and, and, or confidence and certainty and go for that instead? But I wake up the next morning and I'm asking myself, and I'm kind of shit myself a bit. I'm like, I'm literally about to throw myself out of an airplane with nothing but a backpack. And I don't even remember half the stuff they told me yesterday. And I'm just trying to remember my, my first, when you pull your chute, if it comes yeah. out, there's a, there's a checklist you go through. Has the chute opened?
0: Yeah. Is it straight? Is, this, is it not tangled? So it death by PowerPoint, but in midair now. Without
1: <coughs> so the I'm PowerPoint. going through all this stuff and I asked myself <laughs> the question. I'm like, Morgan, wh- wh- what are you most afraid about? And the answer that my brain told me was, well, what if, what if you don't open the parachute? Genuine question. And I'm like, yeah, but why the fuck would you not open the parachute? I said, I don't know why I wouldn't, but it's possible. You're having this conversation what? there. With you. <laughs> I'm like, but what if I'm up there and I'm just like, and I freak out or something happens and I just don't. Just what, if freeze, I freeze, what if I can't find it? freeze, I can't, yeah. If, yeah, I'm like, what if, like, that's the, what if I don't? And I said, ah, uh, Morgan. So it's not a fear of skydiving. Mm. It's the fear of not trusting yourself. Mm. And I was like, oh, bastard. And then I asked myself the question. I was like, because- Jumping out have an airplane on you on your own, I think is pretty like living in the unknown. Like you mm. jump out, you have absolutely no idea how you get to exit, what's going to happen, you get a tumble, when you get open, if it's going to open, you get to run to malfunction. What you not it? And that's what excites the shit out of me in mm. life. I have no idea what's going to happen after this. Mm. <sighs> Bring it on. Yep. But what happens is when we leave our comfort zone, okay, when we leave our comfort zone, when we go into the uncomfortable zone, mm. we develop. When, so we do something. So let me explain the whole story. Right. Yep. I. I'm sitting in a freaking airplane now. So I've talked myself up to it. Just trust yourself. Trust yourself. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Overriding fear in my mind. Overcoming my, regu- my, my nervous system. Coming. I'm sitting there. I'm like, we get up there, 14,000 feet, put all my stuff in. They open the door. Wind coming out. Get to the end of the door. And they say, okay, you got to pop your head out. You got to find the horizon. Yeah. It's like a dog out of a window. <laughs> I'm like, the fuck? Can I see the fucking horizon. <laughs> what do I do now? And then I'm like, oh. okay, go. Cool. And I'm like, P-. I jump. And but before I jump, the only thing he says to me he says, "Only focus on exiting the airplane."
0: Yeah.
1: So I'm he's like, "Don't worry about opening your parachute." Yeah.
0: Because
1: there's no point in doing that if you can't exit the plane properly. Correct. So I'm like, "Ah." Oh. So I'm just gonna exit. Then when I exit, he goes, "Don't worry about your exit. Worry about free falling now. Mm. Then worry about free falling. Then I open your parachute." And I do all these things. Pull the parachute. It opens. It comes out. I'm like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" Doing all my checks. I find the drop zone. Cool. Navigating myself in air. Get down the drop zone. I land on the ground like a freaking boss, like Tom Cruise from Maverick. I felt like. It was like, <laughs> fucking like danger zone was playing in the background. Like, boom, And I land and I'm like, fuck yeah. Hook me back up. Let's go again. again. And then yesterday I jumped out of the airplane. And I fucking back flipped out and I backflipped and I'm tangling. And I'm just flying in the air. I don't give a shit where I am. And I get on the ground. I did The best landing I ever did. This is only 15 jumps later. And I wondered to myself, I was like, what was the main difference? from that first jump when I was about to not even do it Mm. to now being so confident coming down a running landing like the best landing I've ever done. I trust myself a lot more now. Mm. But how did I develop more self-trust? By doing the hard things now. Every single time we actually push our comfort zone, which is a little bit uncomfortable, what happens is after the fact, your confidence rises. Mm. The dopamine rises in your body. the, The serotonin, the oxytocin, all these things that actually make us feel good, confident, and proud about ourselves. Get increased, so the more we we extra, it, it expand our comfort zone, okay, we feel more confident, we feel more proud. So now our we de-
0: subconscious competence yes, is increasing. We well.
1: develop more trust within ourselves. Mm. I want people to get this. So the reason most people don't go after because you're talking about making hard decisions. Mm. Nothing's harder than saying I'm going to consciously throw myself out at fourteen thousand feet mm. with a backpack. Mm. Probably the hardest decision I've ever made. All I had to do was go, I'm going to take one step of courage and then trust myself enough to do the rest. Then what happens is I get to the ground, my self-trust increases, my confidence now increases. People think I'll do the hard things when I'm confident enough. Courage comes first, confidence follows that. Mm -hmm. That's what makes us feel good. So if we're scared of the unknown, scared of making hard decisions, instead of just jumping into the hardest things right now, start doing the micro habits right now that you've been putting off. Go have those hard conversations. Fire the people you need to fire. Hire the people you need to hire. Mm. Do the things you need to do. Do the gym workouts. Do do whatever the thing you've been putting off that you're like, this is uncomfortable for me. Because mm. every single time you do that, every person I've talked to has gone skydiving. Who was petrified beforehand, I said, what did you want to do as soon as you landed?
0: They're like, go again. Mm. Mate, I'm scared of heights. You know what my wife made me do? <laughs> Climb the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Love it. And my fat ass on that way up, I was like, I was like tin snip. So my hands were purple <laughs> yeah. on those railings, right? Once we got to the top, I'm yep. like, you jumping up and down. She's like, who are you? Yeah. Now for that fleeting moment at the top of that bridge when I got there and I had the courage and I was trying all fear subsided. Yep. And I'm jumping up and down. They're going, hey, settle down, sir. You know, I'm like, oh. But then all of a sudden, on the way back down, I started to lose confidence again. Yeah. So I achieved it. Yeah. But then on the way, oh, hang on a minute, there's traffic again. What about when
1: you got down the bottom? Have you ever done something with heights again since?
0: Yes. And that's the point. I had to continually force myself to do the uncomfortable. Yeah. Now you
1: come skydiving with me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I do that. Yeah. (laughs) As long as I meet the weight limit, but I'm on. (laughs) But the point, you're right. Like you have to go back and what is once uncomfortable becomes so normal.
1: Yeah. But like I, because i have taught. Like all around the world, I teach comes zones. It's like personal development, one-on-one. You want to achieve the results, leave the comfort zone. We all know that. And then it never made sense to me why, why I'm so comfortable being uncomfortable because I've been uncomfortable. Like I push myself in uncomfortable positions as much as I possibly can where my self-trust to just deal with anything at any time that comes at me is so freaking high. I'm like, I'm a freaking warrior. Whatever comes at me hard decisions, business decisions, losses, what, whatever, I'm ready. I can maintain myself because I've just continually pushed myself through that. And the skydiving thing really hit me because I was like, oh, I've never done this before. Mm. So I don't trust myself to open it. But then once I've done it, I'm like, so the first thing had to come was courage, but then it comes as the self-trust. Mm. The more self-trust we have, the bigger our comfort zone will actually go. The more, more hard decisions we'll actually make in our life. So it starts to become this actual I love it. S- success stacking uh, but I've never made full sense of it until literally a couple of weeks ago when I've been doing this. And, so yeah.
0: this really feeds back. Uh, I've seen some of your events. They're amazing. We're going to have to come along to the next event, I think. But you run, at your dream out loud, obviously events, you run what I guess you, I think you call it the four pillars of yeah. creating your dream life. Yeah. So explain that to people. I mean, financial is definitely one from my my background and my experience, but Explain what you classify as the four pillars of creating your dream life for those that are tuning in. Yeah. So I I started – Because you've just shown them that definitely you've got to become uncomfortable. Yeah. And it becomes more comfortable. comfort zone a little bit. So I think we've given a good foundation here because you and I can talk for all day. Yeah, yeah. So so let's talk about the four pillars because I really want them to get value out of your brain. You're studying neuroscience some of the best people in the world – Let's talk about the four pillars that you help teach people.
1: Yeah. So when I was 21 years old and I started my first business, my friend gave me a CD. It makes me feel old now when I say it's this a story. CD?
0: Yeah. Could have it. been a cassette. You could be right. my age
1: <laughs> But it was a Jim Roan disc. Yeah, and it went right. for 56 minutes of my drive to work every single day was 57 minutes. So I'd listen to it and I'd get to work just – so I listened to that every single day for about 90 minutes. And one of the biggest things I remember is you become the sum of the five people you're trying yourself with. And I was mm. like, oh, it's so good. So I started to really put together these these things. I was like, okay, I've got to change my environment. So the first pillar, like I said before, is you got to you got to have the right environment, both externally and internally. Yep. So external environment will will dictate our internal environment, like you said. You surrounded yourself with people the other day. And next minute, your internal environment was was gossip and and was mm. was shit. And you're like ah, it's not a fun place to live. But you've got the awareness to understand that a lot of people don't have the awareness. Like if I untook if I popped their head off and had a look inside. Is it a nice place
0: to live? Mm. A lot of people be like,
1: oh, fuck, let me tidy up a little bit first. to right? <laughs> <laughs> tidy up the
0: house. Like, fuck, like my like... mind would just be a disaster. No <laughs> one wants to see that shit. Too. But, but, and,
1: and also another thing, like our internal environment, if, if we spoke to other people the way that we spoke to ourselves, we'd probably have no friends. Mm. A lot of people's self-dialogue really screws them up. Mm. But the external environment will determine the things that we think and feel and our emotional state and we, uh, how we
0: act and everything inside of here. So what's okay. around us is what we're going to tell ourselves in, inside.
1: Yeah, and then it will circulate, right? So then our internal world is our external world. Mm-hmm. Whatever we think, feel, believe, value, whatever we believe to be true about us, our deep unconscious like identity level mm-hmm. will, will manifest into the world, right? I'm not saying about putting your crystals out and having a cacao bowl. Manifest, yeah. I'm saying actually doing the deep psychological work and, and unraveling this stuff. But the right environment is the first one. I, I, I figured that out. I started moving that. Then the next one is you must have the right vehicle which is what I love that you do is you're literally helping people providing them with mm-hmm. a vehicle through property and, and budgeting and the finance and getting that shit right because no one learns about that in school. There's, yeah. no, there's no classes for that which is crazy. Like they put so much uh, pressure
0: on push, pi- push Pythagoras on, theorem or algebra. Well, or... we'll
1: think like like the, the other day, you know, we started talking about superannuation stuff me and my accountant and I'm like, it's so annoying because so I got to pay my own superannuation and yeah. like work for my company. I'm like, Dumb, I could invest that money better. And, <laughs> and he's like, um, he's like, yeah, that's, you know, that's the country's plan for the pension. Yeah. I'm like, well, they'd probably be better educating people financially
0: in school mm. than that shit. Um, well, the government came out yesterday and said they're actually going to double the amount of tax you pay on super. So don't get me fucking it's 15 cents in the dollar now. It's 50. Now they're saying, actually, there's all these people with so much money that we don't have to give the old age pension. Actually. So what we'll fucking do is we'll double the tax. And now we'll take all that money back off them.
1: It's wild. So, 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 so the right vehicle, okay, is super important because I see a lot of people doing shit they don't like. Mm. Now, I'm, I'm not all about teaching people how to build businesses. It just so happens that a lot of people that come to us yep. are entrepreneurs and want to have a business. I love that. I think people should because it's, you know, if you really want to get into personal development, have a committed relationship and build a business. Nothing will test you and push you more than yep. who you need to become to have those two things. And if you really want to go to the next level, do them simultaneously, even better. But even for the people that are like, well, I don't, I'm not an entrepreneur. I don't want to do that. I, I'm all about helping people find what is that vehicle for them that they love, their true north in life, that like the yeah. Dream Out Loud method, we have this full extensive process to help people find their genius in life. Like, gotcha. what, what if I, I truly believe that every single one of us are coded in a unique way? I had, when I was, I was, had Les Brown on my podcast and I was talking to Les and I said, Les, do you think everybody can live their dream life? He's like, that's why we're here. He's like 400 trillion chances to one of you being born. Yeah. It's like, you're not here by accident. Every single one of us have been put on this earth with a unique gift, dream, idea, gift, what, like whatever it is to bring to life but that 95% of, us, of, of people, 95% of people, when you know what? Uh, 95% of people get to their deathbed and they'll die with those dreams, those ideas, the books, the charities, the businesses that they never brought to life because mm-hmm. of the fear of other people, judgment, the way that things have always been done, the monkey cage, and all those sorts of things. So I truly believe that everybody has this thing, even if it is to be the, a barista.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm like, if your genius is to be a barista, your God given talent was to be to make the best. Ca- cafe Macchinos,
0: or whatever they're Mate, called these if days. If you are that person, please, can you contact me? Because I am a coffee snob, by the way. It is an art. Right? It's so an art. I'm like, if that's why you're here
1: then, and you wouldn't want to work for McDonald's, then you go and you be the best one there. Mm. Then come to my events and let's strategically look at, well, how about we buy you a franchise? How about, mm. like, I still believe everybody can get absolutely wealthy and doing the things that they love, even if it's been absolute barista. Like I, 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 think any single industry in the world, you can come to me and someone's like, "I bet you can't find a millionaire in this." I bet you I can.
0: Well, one of the wealthiest people in Australia's got the penthouse in Sydney's at Malu. He's a garbage man. True, he was a garbage man. Yep. Right? Yeah. He's got like a gazillion dollar penthouse. Yep. in Sydney. So there we so. go. So
1: if it, the the only reason we've heard this before as well, the only thing that's stopping most people from having everything they want is the bullshit story that they keep telling
0: themselves as to why they can't 100%. have it.
1: That's why it's I a vehicle.
0: I, yeah. So the vehicle's really important. So the vehicle, but, but
1: here's the thing if they get if they get clear on that, okay, they'll have an unlimited amount of inspiration, untapped energy to put into it. Most people aren't unmotivated. They're uninspired. Like I had a conversation with my girlfriend the other day. She's like, You've been working quite late lately. Like, what's going on? I said, Yeah, you know what? Because I I find it hard to switch off because I fucking love what I do. Yeah. I don't I I, lo- I don't want to stop. That's the issue. And she's like, what do you? Spend more time doing our stuff. I say, like, yeah, okay, we need to put that in as well. But I need to understand that I won't actually just go, okay, I'm going to stop now because I don't want to. Mm. I want to keep doing
0: more. It's like a kid. If they're having fun, you can't stop them from learning. You yeah. teach them a sport or, a, or math or whatever you teach, and they enjoy it. You yep. can't stop them. They'll cry and chuck a tantrum if yep. you stop them. And then, We're no different as an adult.
1: And then people grow up and, and then eventually their parents say, stop playing with that. You can't do that. You need to grow up. Don't do that. And they mm. kill all their dreams and desires. Mm. So was
0: the third pillar?
1: So the third pillar is the right timing. Okay. Like I said before about the 99% thing, most people are still just tiptoeing, t- tip-toeing in the pool. They're 99% committed to their woman. They're 99% committed to their dreams. And until they go 100% in, nothing's going to change. When we're 100% committed, there, there's a dude in the age of 15, 14, Colonel Cortez took his boat from Spain to Mexico to beat the Aztecs. He took one ship. He took one ship. He gets to the coastline. They're wickedly outnumbered. And he's like, fuck, amigos. Big problem. So, what he says to his boys, to his men, he said, light fiery arrows and set the boat on fire. And his men were like, cortes, you've gone a loco. <laughs> and he's like, set the boats on fire. They set the boats on fire. And what he says to his men, he's like, we are outnumbered, but now we've got no point of return. We are 100% in this. We're either going to beat the Aztecs or we're going to die trying, but there's no point of return. Mm. With that conviction, with that commitment, Without certainty, they beat them. They were completely outnumbered. See, what starts to happen is when we are 100% committed, we are now committed to vibrationally being on that level. We're talking law of vibration now. Who is the guy? Tesla, Nikola Tesla? You want to understand the universe? Think think in laws of vibration. When we are 100% commit, this is the end desire. We burn the bridges of this vibration anymore. The reason we have the results we have in our life is because we're vibrating on that level. The reason people are in your, your circle is because they vibrate at the same level. Mm. People who vibrate up here, this don't attract these people. That's how the law of attraction actually works. But through absolute commitment and certainty to the end goal, we'll change our vibration. That's when we attract things to us, which bridge the gap to us. And will some decisions be hard? Yeah, but they'll be worth it because it's like, well, I know this is just a hurdle and we, and we go through it. So the right timing is super important. So mm. if, if right now is not the right time, then when is? No. You might want to ask yourself the question, when is now the absolute best time for you to go all is in there ever the right and 100% time? commit to what it is you want to do? Most people are still getting ready to get ready to get ready. And it's, it's I, I think the thing that holds them back is the fear of this, the fear of that, which is why we, we do massive fear breakthrough things at, at our event because I believe it's what stops a lot of people. But fear is made up. There's only two that we're actually born with, fear of loud noises and the fear of falling. That's why you can yell at a baby and drop a baby. Trust me, I've done both. And they grow <laughs> oh, <they> <laughs> <laughs> right? and, and and they'll cry. Right, you can yell at a baby, loud noises, or if it's falling. Okay, there's the only two fears that are actually hardwired into us. Everything else is learned. So the fear of success, the fear of failure, the fear of judgment, the fear of what are my dad's going to think of me. It's well,
0: all complete made up yeah, shit. We can't really be born with shit we don't know exists yet, like fear yeah. wise. So, so we okay. learn it all. So, so if fear, we can learn uh, sorry, so 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 that pillar is timing. Yep. And what's the fourth pillar? The fourth
1: one is the right you. So the right you, this is, I, I spend most of my time doing this because I I, I believe that about 80 to 99%, you know, Tony Robbins will say 80%, Bob Proctor will say 99%. So I say 80 to 99% of all your behavior is completely unconscious. All success is unconscious. One to 20% is actual skill set and conscious behavior. Mm. But if we're not have the right belief system, the right identity, the right value system to to go ahead and learn the skill sets. So if, if, let's say if somebody comes to you and, and they, and they want to Get wealthy and and work with you guys. But they've got beliefs that, hey, well, if I'm actually really wealthy, then I won't be loved and my parents won't love me. Mm. They'll never be wealthy. They'll spend all the money with you. Correct. I'm doing the work, but they'll self sabotage over and over. And what the most annoying thing is, they won't know why. Mm. They'll be in the same position in 10 years. So that's why becoming the right you, I spend most of the Dream Out method really doing that because I would rather work on the 80 to 99% than the 1 to 20%. And because I'm good at that. And so it comes down to the three things, the right belief system, the right values, which most people get. I, I had so many conflictions between the two. But the things that we believe is mostly true. And if they're conflicted, with the things that we find are most important at our deep mm. unconscious levels, if they conflict, we'll self-sabotage every single day. Yeah. But the last one is having the right attitude. If there's only one thing people get from this episode, it's this, because this is the thing we can choose every single day. Sure. There's three types of people in the world. The first person they to sit and they get to complain about the wind. The wind, it's not going my direction. It's so hard for me. Oh, I'm still suffering from COVID. You don't understand how hard it is. And they'll just complain, and they'll complain, and they'll complain. The second person, they put all their crystals out. They wait for the full moon. They get the cacao ball out and, and they just want to manifest and they want to wait and they want to hope. The key word is hope. They hope that the wind will change for them. They're like I'm going to keep doing the same thing I've always done, and, and hope, just hope
0: Expect a different result. And that's definition that's kind of insanity. Of the definition, yeah.
1: Right. So these people, like, like I, I take the piss of the you know the crystals and shit. Yeah. Right. I'm exaggerating, but some people do it. They're like, well, I'm going to just use that. I'm yeah. just going to hope it's going to come. I'm going to keep doing the same shitty behavior. I'm not going to change. It. I'm not going to take responsibility in my own life because mm. it's not me. It's life's happening to me. This is yeah. what they think. Life's happening to me. So I'm just going to keep keep going, keep rolling the dice, and surely I'm just going to get a lucky break soon. Mm. The last person, they just get up and they change their fucking sail. Like the wind ain't going in my direction. Yep. Cool. I'm going to adapt. I'm going to adjust my sail accordingly. Oh, yep. look, the wind changed again. Cool. I'm going to adjust it again. I'm going to adjust it again. I'm going to adjust it again. And we've seen this over the last three, four years. People yeah. have gone through COVID. There's been people that are extremely successful. I started an events business through COVID. I just thought it'd be a cool story one You're day.
0: You're crazier than I am. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? It was all we doing physical in room events. I'm dodging lockdowns by like two days, just yeah. rolling dice, being like, you know, let's do it. But there's people through COVID that go, I've created this because of COVID. Mm. And then the other people go, Well, I've now done this and life's not happened to me because of
0: COVID. Or COVID created this for me. It's the
1: same story. There's mm. The two twins grew up, same family. The dad yeah. was a raging alcoholic, used one to be, doesn't drink. be them, one One's drinks. An alcoholic. Right. It's, 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 it's that, right? So the, the one thing I think that we're absolutely in control of all the time even without doing any other work is choosing what perspective we want to see our mm. situation, see our life, and just know that we're in complete, 100% responsibility of it. We can always get up and actually change our sail. And if we're going to allow the external circumstances to dictate where our ship is going, then you're never going to get anywhere. So the best thing
0: to do is take the attitude of the last person. And change the fucking sail. Stop whinging. Yeah. So, Morgan, this has been lit. We're going to have to do it again and again. For people that are struggling on that inner work and to take action, when's your next Dream Out Loud festival?
1: Dream Out Loud, method. Up, yeah, we've got method. we've got five more this year. The next one's March 31 to April 2 here on the Gold Coast. That's so the-
0: let's let's stick some show notes in if anyone wants to come or is in yep. the in the in the Goldie at the moment and they're struggling. Um, you got some skills, man. And I think people can really, and they can check you out online. We'll pop some links to your socials, et cetera. DM him saying, Infinity Fam guys, let's maybe stick some show notes in there and maybe you can hook up the Infinity Fam with some discounts if they want to come and yeah. spend what three we, days with you. And yeah.
1: What we can do, so for the three days, so the three days is literally like about, 38 hours of content across three days. It's literally yeah. like like I've I've built it into it's like a, a
0: full-time work week. But then people whinge at the end of a week. I'm so tired of oh, people people do 38 leave, hours in three fucking days. People leave
1: here and they've got more energy than they've ever had because I show them that energy is a complete freaking made-up thing they can create it. The nuclear power plant doesn't uh doesn't get energy. They they generate energy. Yeah. Right. So we can generate it. But a lot of things are getting wasted on all this sorts of shit. So we spend three days and completely do about 12 months of coaching in three days for them where they go through their own processes and Get super freaking clear on everything they want to have in their life, how it's gonna look. We go through a vision process where it's actually neurologically embedded into their nervous system. So it's not just a little vision board printed out in the wall anymore. So it's not woo-woo. It's not woo-woo. Okay. Right. I, I I bring a touch of woo-woo. Yeah. Uh not even. I, I bring a touch of what I think humans really desire at a deep level. But they gotta execute, right? Mixed they've with to... actual scientific stuff that, Love that it. will work. Um and help people just destroy all the shit that's stopping their way—the fears, the doubts, limiting beliefs, the conflictions, all these sorts of things—they can it. they can start soaring. Um, look, if they want to come to that, so usually tickets are at one thousand nine hundred ninety-five bucks, at two k. We can do a half price. We we'll take a thousand bucks off. Oh my man,
0: thank you. Let's Boom, go. let's get so it, guys. If you want we'll put we'll put some uh, some links in the show notes for you. Uh, you can check out Morgan's socials, Morgan T Nelson. Uh, Where are you most active, mate?
1: Uh, Two places, Instagram, Morgan T. Nelson. That's my best spot. I'm on there. It's where heaps of content goes out there. Um, And my podcast, Dream Out Loud, we've got got nearly 200 episodes now. I've had some – we've had you on there. We
0: had a fire episode, (laughs) right? I mean, the amount of reels – We have to do a round two for sure. Yeah, we have to. There's some good chats on there about two-minute noodles and life coaches (laughs) and clubbing and partying. (laughs) There's some interesting yeah. shit in that one, actually. But, um, so.
1: Look, that that episode, like a continual uh, sorry, that uh, podcast, my my podcast, a like continual feedback I get is people like the amount of value I put on there, mm. like because I don't have online courses and shit, mm. I put it all out for free on there. Yeah. So there's just so much stuff, but I've interviewed some of the amazing people around the world as well. Yeah. So dream out loud there thing. or Instagram at Morgan T
0: Nelson, guys, check it out. We'll pop it in the show notes. Dream out loud or Insta- on the podcast, Spotify, you name it or Morgan T. Nelson on Instagram. We'll have to do it again.
1: Lovely. Thank Thanks you so much man. for having me, brother.
0: Appreciate it.